1: Setting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you need new clothes? If you're like me, then you certainly do. Anti-Forever USA is where you need to be to get those clothes. They got everything from hats and beanies to t-shirts and long sleeves and hoodies with more clothing coming soon. My listeners get a special 10% off using the promo code Platte. That's P-L-A-T-T-E. The P is capital. Link is in the description of the podcast shop. Anti Forever USA Today. Hello everyone, and welcome back to Strictly Hip Hop Surprise. This is a classic album review, and before we tell them what album we're reviewing, why don't I introduce my guest, Mac Wilson.
0: How's it going, Chris? How's it going, fans?
1: Good, good. Long time no see, Mac. Last time you've been on was the um, Kool-Aid podcast, I believe. Yeah, wow, that was a long time ago. Middle of the summer. Middle of the summer. We're currently recording this in March, and... You know, you'll you'll see you'll see the you'll know the date when it drops, let's put it that way. So without further ado, let's introduce this newest edition of the classic album. And we are reviewing Big L's lifestyles of The Poor and Dangerous, his debut album.
0: Debut and only really released album on live, too.
1: Yeah, only true released album, so you kind of alluded to it, so I'll I'll break down the background information on the album. Uh, Big L, his government name is Lamont Cole. Uh, He's a Harlem rapper. In 1990, he was discovered by freestyling in front of Lord Finesse at an autograph, like a meet-and-greet type situation. And, um... In 1995, he released this debut album, "Lifestyles of the Poor and Dangerous," and um, he was he was killed at the age of 24 in a drive-by on February 15, 1999. And it was believed that he was killed in retaliation for what his brother did. In fact, some people even believe that because he looks like his brother, that they were that uh, the assailant just thought it was his brother. Yeah, and he was of, wrongfully killed.
0: Yeah, a lot of the stories were saying that. Um, word got out that his brother was released and they went on the streets and they saw him thought it was his brother you know took him out and then realized that it wasn't And i mean you can't really do anything about it then (laughs) my bad yeah
1: yeah Um, man um so so before that let's get back to the album um that was released four years previous prior to that and that is lifestyles of the poor and dangerous. Like I said, it was his debut album released in 1995. It had incredible production from Buckwild, Lord Finesse himself, and Showbiz. Um, again, he worked heavily under Lord Finesse throughout the duration of his career. Ever since he uh, ever since he rapped in front of Lord Finesse and got his attention, they kind of worked together. Very, they were They worked together, and they kind of formed uh, an apprenticeship, kind of like a kind of like a puff with biggie type relationship you know and so um so anyways uh how we're gonna do for those of you that haven't heard the classic album this is the third installment being recorded um i don't know if it's going to be the third that drops but it's the third installment recorded so uh how we do this is we break down a few tracks we want to talk about go through go through those couple tracks we want to talk about and then we debate is this album in fact a classic or not so, Mac, I'll let you take the lead. Give me one of the tracks you wanna talk about today.
0: Well, first I would like to start with um probably MVP, considering it was his most popular song to the public because it was a solo release. Right. And um because it was kind of it was a, a door into the new the new era that he was kind of creating in a way.
1: Yeah. I I agree. I love MVP, you know. Uh he has that line rats my job and I'm the MVP. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And what he's talking a lot of like MVP stands for most val- valuable player, but he considers himself the most valuable poet because he can freestyle so easily and so vividly in his his if you listen to his freestyles or any other songs that he has, his lyrics are just so extravagant. Yeah, that and, crazy
1: legendary 7-minute freestyle. Yeah,
0: with him and um like even the one with him and Jay-Z that's even that's like a crazy known freestyle. But like you were saying he freestyled for Lord Finesse and he was like like yes please, like, come yeah. join us. Yeah. And um Lord Finesse actually set up a freestyle between him big l and jay-z and jay-z was like all right you know like whatever i'm yeah. the best out here right now nobody can stop me and lord finesse had said in like multiple interviews that i don't think he even knew what he was getting into against him and uh big l showed up freestyled and jay-z was like yeah i'm gonna sign you yeah <laughs> so
1: yeah man um big l was an incredible talent uh while he was around and you know uh he the the MVP line you mentioned yeah the the line goes is um I'm the most valuable poet on the mic yeah it's a chorus and it's yeah a,
0: it's a great chorus and yeah especially for a song that was released as a solo song great introduction catch, like coming out party exactly yeah. exactly it's meant to catch your attention and and you really the vibe yeah. of the beat and the lyrics that go with it it's just it's a great song to be one of your first ever ones released
1: yeah. I agree i agree now let's talk um you know the first one i want to talk about is let's let's go to the title track so the title track to me is very dope um you know he's got the he's got these lines it's uh it's just it's just a nice little short quick uh just a quick track he's just spitting over it and he's got this he's got this one line um it says it says breaking in Chris with a crowbar i was poor i w- or I wasn't poor I was poe I couldn't afford the OR and like it just man that that just obviously is like alluding to the fact that you know when you're, when you're poor you can't get the proper education and you know come, some of that like Ebonics type slang that's where it comes from is lack yeah. of education and so he had all these uh just crazy lines in that record and that's one of my favorites and I'm always a fan of title tracks like I always feel like title tracks really set the story or like Tied the theme together, mm-hmm. and I believe that that was a great uh, that was a great record for that. So that was one that I totally totally recommend.
0: Oh yeah, I agree, and it it also kind of shows that as his debut album, he wasn't afraid to do what he wanted on it. Yeah, like to put a um, a name track on it. Like it, it's it's very risky to do. Yeah, because it can either be really bad or really good, and he he did it perfectly
1: yeah because with the title track like it's expected to it's expected to tie in the theme it's expected to you know be a statement about the album mm-hmm. and you know title tracks come with that kind of pressure because if if it's not executed right then it's just it just yeah it, it's it weird
0: throws the whole album off. yeah it's yeah. weird so um, and especially where it was placed i think it's what like uh it's like ninth i way. think yeah, yeah. it's yeah. not the middle and it's not the end yeah but it kind of like helps you understand him more as you finish off the album
1: yeah 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 and it wasn't even started as an intro It was started as um you know yeah like you said it was it was towards like the middle of the album so it kind of it kind of just like tied in everything that you heard from up to that point and then led into everything that you heard towards exactly. the end yeah. so as far as like it as far as where it is in that album um the concept of it just the lyrics of course i mean big l as you'll notice as we go on and talk about this that the lyrics are a very strong a shining moment of the entire album essentially and so that was one of the tracks that stood out to me so go ahead mac uh, what's another one you want to talk about uh
0: another one that stood out to me later as i was listening to big o is street struck um <clears throat> this song talks about basically life on the streets and like how dangerous it really could be, not just in a specific area, but as a whole. Yeah. And, um, what really connected me to this song is I was watching an interview with Mac Miller and he stated that he really loved and like was inspired by Big L. And like, if it wasn't for him, he probably wouldn't have started. Yeah. And he's even got Big L tattoos and, stuff like that and it's just really crazy to see like this guy only released one album and he made such a big impact yeah you know and even the albums that were released that we were talking about his his next album uh that was released in 2000 and even though he died in 99 he pretty much had it all put together he just didn't release it yet yeah or at least that's what i would like to believe and assume considering there was only like a year left yeah um to, to have that one come out and still have such a big impact it's it's crazy to see and street struck is kind of a a view into his world but yeah. not just his but everybody who is yeah he makes the it relatable
1: he makes it personable but relatable at the exactly, same time exactly I, I agree uh and then as far as like the you know you touch on like the concept of it so i want to touch on the other side of it which is like he had this he he had this hard double time flow and he switched up and he kept switching up his flow mid verse and everything but he always stayed on beat and as far as the production goes it was just a very dope boom bap um, with a nice little sax sprinkled in the beat on the hook um, mm-hmm. and you know I I I really like that song that is that is probably one of my favorites off the album I like it I like what you said about it um, as far as as far as the concept of it and making it relatable it's it's a it's a really dope track because i think that one of the things that's underrated about this album is his storytelling mm-hmm. like well and oh, and that's oh, what freestyling like, yeah.
0: usually is is like just a story stretched out yeah. between these extravagant words and the right. way he does it is it's just beautiful yeah and especially like you were saying with the beats we talked about it earlier the the album as a whole has some of the most relaxing but like fluent beats that you yeah. could have on an album, and the way that Big L matches his style to it is just impeccable,
1: yeah, because he has a, an aggressive like voice. voice and, but,
0: yeah,
1: um, okay, so one of the tracks I wanted to talk about was Eight is Enough. Now, this is one of my truly, truly favorites off here because it's like a dope cipher, it's got eight artists Big L, Tara, Herb McGruff, uh, Buddha, Buddha Blessed. Big Tuan, Kill Cam, Trooper J, and Mike Boogie. And, you know, while a lot of those names haven't really stood the test of time, um, they are, like, like if you're a hip-hop head, these are yeah. these are some really dope names to be thrown into one mm-hmm. uh, cypher. You know, Herb McGruff, of course. Uh, and, you know, it's just, like, again, the, the whole album's very vo- boom-bap, but this one has a nice, deep bass to it. Just, like, it's just such a, like, classic east coast beat and you know every rapper brings it but once again man big l is the best and i think man. like i think this just really shows his talent because you know i mean with guys like killer cam Her McGruff on the mic and like big l this kid who's uh what is he like 20 at the time yeah he'd is, be like 20 21 yeah, maybe at yeah least. yeah and and at that at that age just this young kid is just out here like you know like really performing really mm-hmm. like outdoing all these other names and you know really has like this strong presence and everything and yeah big l that was that was that was, he was the best on that on that record and i thought that that really showed just how lyrically talented he is because that was like a very competitive record you know when you have eight dudes in a cypher and you're on top you know that's well, yeah, and very impressive
0: and one of the um Articles I was reading from Lord Finesse said um, Big L was like, "I want all of you know my homies on one track," and yeah. they were like, "Well, that's a lot of people." And he's like, "Well, I mean, I can get it done; it's no problem." And what's even more amazing is that there's eight dudes on a five minute song. Yeah, like that's insane. Yeah, there's exactly. so many on just such a short amount of time, and it. I don't even realize it sometimes. It just flows together so yeah, well that it it's, does. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, I, I agree, I agree. Eight eight is enough, one of my favorites off off yeah. So if you're a hip hop head, you're into that cypher world, definitely check that record out. Um go ahead and give me one of your other tracks that you wanted to talk about,
0: Mac. Um, we'll talk about Danger Zone. Okay. Danger Zone is strictly formed around his living environment. Um he refers to the danger zone as 139 Atlantics and that is like the street where he grew up where he lived where he was actually killed and where he did all of his you know work and um the the coolest thing about this song is that it has been immortalized around him yeah so like if you go to 139 Atlantics there is a mural on the wall of Big L and like people go there all the time and actually Mac Miller went there like late at night, and um, Cameron pulled up and was like, "What are you doing here?" Because yeah. he had posted something on social media or whatever, stating that he was like walking around Big L's hometown, and yeah. Cameron rolled up and was like, "Look, like you can't be doing." Yeah, this. you can't. And he was like, you know, he he just had so much respect and like love for Big L that he just needed to be there at that time, and it's crazy that he was because Cameron pulled up, and then later in Mac Miller's album. Cameron shows up and is featured on it and it's it's a crazy connection and the danger zone just gives you a full insight on Big L's life and like how he's been living for the past, you know, however long, having to deal with crime and other things just in this one little area. Yeah.
1: I agree. Um we kinda we kinda flip roles Usually I'm the one that likes to talk about the more conscious records. Um but, you know, I'm glad I'm glad you brought these these two records up. Um, they were definitely talking points in my opinion. And, you know, Street Struck as as well as as well as Danger Zone. And these songs just overall, like, once again, they they really they really just show that he wasn't just a rapper, like he had storytelling, mm-hmm. he had that ability to take like I always say the great artists the great what separates the great artists is they can take you places. Yeah you know and he can take you places with records like mm-hmm. these
0: well and like he says an mvp the most valuable poet like he doesn't just tell you a story he like illustrates it he'll yeah. give you detail without you needing to like really look into it and being a freestyle artist he knows exactly what he has to say in order to get you thinking or to get you visualizing what he's talking about yeah. and that that was just crazy for me through this whole album is being one of my like not one of but being my favorite album it always gets me thinking like not yeah. just the one time like and i just listen to it because i love it like every time i listen to this album i You're think thinking yeah.
1: yeah yeah and he he definitely had that impact and so i'm glad you brought up i'm glad you brought those two records specifically um but another another record i wanted to talk about was just really quickly because it's you know it's just kind of like a fun track is uh no ends no skins mm-hmm. and essentially it's just like this this dope track about getting money and get to get hoes and everything and uh just like this nice jazzy instrumentation once again like there's there's a, a few moments where jazz is like kind of sprinkled in on this whole on this whole album and um this is this is one of them and you know he's just rapping about uh, he's just rapping about money like and, and bitches and everything. He's like, Let me get to the point real quick when your pockets are thick, mad chicks be on a brother's tip. Uh and he just he's playing with all these he's playing with all these, you know, um like stereotypes as far as as far as women go and everything. And it's just it's just a playful, like braggadocious. You know, yeah. this is that this is that fun rap, like We'll get to this later in terms of, like, the overall perception of the album being dark. Mm-hmm. Like, this is, like, a lighthearted moment. Yeah,
0: well, he he really, like when he first showed the album off, a lot of people were like, you need more, you know, yeah. relaxing songs, and this was one of them. But he released this as one of his solo songs with MVP and put it on and put it on an mvp did very well top 25 but this one got barely any recognition which was kind of hard for me to believe but at the same time it's not it's not as deep of a track it's just more of a filler track it's yeah it's something that you listen to and you enjoy it you don't really like
1: you don't dig yeah 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 it's a very surface level yeah. yeah it's a very surface level record yeah i agree i just think in terms of the context and we'll get to this later when we talk about the overall album is that like the these are moments that are like that show his ability to construct albums because when you're making a dark album you know for example a blank face when you're making a a dark album like that you need light moments like Mm -hmm. uh that song with what's that song called with uh with candace um oh whatever you want like you know like moments like that like that part like people didn't understand how Kanye West and that part is just you know just saying okay 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 and everybody's just like what is he doing but really it's like it came right after Lord have mercy which was a very deep cut and so like you kind of need like humorous or light-hearted moments to balance out what is like the yeah, overall sure. dark perception so that's why I wanted to talk about it um and then you got one more we each got one more track, so go ahead and get into your last track you wanted to talk about.
0: Uh well the, the last track I saved because it's the the song that actually got me into Big L and I honestly don't even remember no or remember how it really happened, but I was just, you know, surfing YouTube yeah. and got lost. Right. And stumbled upon this song Put It On by Big L and I was like, Okay, you know, like I'll listen to it. It's I'm at work. I've got nothing better to do. Right. And I put it on and it was, it was just insane. Like he, it's not that deep and it's not like that crazy, but it is like, he, he tells you everything you need to know and like that you need to hear, but there's a deeper meaning to it all.
1: Yeah. I, I'd agree. Um, uh... And he's got just these hard lines on here, like...
0: I mean, yeah, like, got 35 bodies, yeah. buddy, don't make it 36. Yeah,
1: exactly. Step to like, this, your
0: good is gone, word yeah. is bond. I leave Mike's torn, I put it on.
1: Yeah. Like, 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 like yeah, geez, that, that's funny yeah. you say that, because that was the, the exact lyrics I was going to pull up, yeah. Uh, oh, my God,
0: and my favorite lyric by Big L ever is, like, it, and he has, like, this special talent of bringing humor into a serious note where he says... I smash mics like cornbread. You can't kill me. I was born dead. Yeah. Like, that's that's so deep. But, like, smashing mics like cornbread, like, that's, it's that's humorous. It's humorous, yeah. But it's also, like, damn, like, this guy means business, you
1: know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree, man. Uh, this is definitely, like a like, a statement record, like, MVP was. And it's dope that he started out the album with, these two records together yeah
0: well even the three he he put all three of his first songs out put it on as his first mvp a yeah. second and no skins no or no ends no skins and they're all three like normally when somebody releases a song yeah it'll be like middle of the track or yeah the first one or it'll
1: be what what is their their what turns out to be like their hit record exactly and
0: exactly but for for him he just put them all out there and was like you're gonna like the rest of it anyways so yeah. there's no point in like hiding it
1: yeah, I, I agree, man. This was this was a dope um this is a dope record, uh you know, and I, I know I sound repetitive agreeing with you all the time, but we but we both definitely really like this album. Um so the last track I wanted to talk about was All Black because I believe that's one of his hardest verses. That's maybe dark. his hardest. Yeah.
0: That's a dark song. Very,
1: very dark. Um you know. Uh, he starts off, and man, the way he just starts off—that was where I want to start. is like, "Yo, once again, it's the big L, that kid who got much props from killing corrupt cops with mother with motherfucking buck shots." Like, he just starts—he just starts out, and and he says, "You might be kind of big, but they make coffins in your size too." Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I, again, he's just man. He's just uh. It's just, and, th- and then he had this one line at, at Rappers where he's like, if you want me to write you some raps, G, just ask me. Because on, on the shelf is where your your LP cold stood because it was no good. That shit ain't even go wood. Yeah. Damn.
0: Like, I mean, with multiple interviews between everybody from his original rap group, um, DITC, well, not original rap group, DITC. His original one was NFL. Um, but... D.I.T.C. consisted of Lord Finesse, Fat Joe, yeah. uh, Buck Wild It was a great group. Beautiful. Yeah, a lot of the crew
1: that Big L ran with. Exactly,
0: yeah. And they originally listened to this album, and they were like, you can't put this out. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is insane, dude. Like, you're talking about killing cops. You're talking yeah. about, like, being the devil's son, like, murder, like, yeah. rape. Like, this is insane. And, and a lot of people do believe that Big L started horrorcore rap. And I mean, even lower down in the lyrics, like because if Big L got AIDS, every cutie in the city got it. Yeah, like, like, yeah, that's insane, man.
1: Man, And AIDS is so so like, and at that time especially, it was so taboo because I mean, this was just after Easy E. mm -hmm. Like, this was not even. So it was like, or no, this was very controversial. This was right around the time Mm -hmm. of Easy because Easy, I believe, died in ninety
0: seven. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. yeah
1: yes i believe 97 because i think it was pac 95 big 96 easy 97 yeah yeah. so um
0: i mean it was like a newer yeah
1: and but it was so taboo i mean this was like the time when magic johnson was dealing with it Mm -hmm. too and everything and Mm -hmm. like you know all these like things sort of just happened to align, and you know he (laughs) and it just shows the recklessness like AIDS now is like is like a cult, like a joke in culture. But mm-hmm. like back then, back then it that was, like, was if you talked about that it, that was a like, oh, serious, yeah, yeah, that was a serious thing. Like, and
0: especially he said he brings it up multiple times. Yeah, like, um, I remember he says, uh, "I don't wear rubbers, bitch. If I get AIDS, fuck it." Like, yeah, that's that alone is hardcore too. You know, yeah, and um, when he when they first presented it to ITC they were like we don't know like this is kind of yeah. satanic like this is iffy man but his record um or his his um art or his what is it called his signer i will yeah. just to say that his signer cuz I'm not for sure what it's called anyways he was like this super white guy yeah his, they like, walked in his there label they, mate yeah, yeah exactly yeah. yeah uh they walked in there played it for him he was like wow like This is awesome, and and everybody in there, like Lord Vanessa, even is just like, like what? Like, (laughs) Um, are you serious? And he's like, yeah, this is great. This will, you know, really, really get people going. And it's kind of like how Dr. Dre looked at Eminem, where he's saying whatever he wants to say, and people are going to listen to it.
1: People love that stuff. Yeah, Yeah.
0: like they want to hear dark things. Yeah, because
1: they deep down we all have dark. Yeah,
0: you need to hear it sometimes, and. He even says in a line, um, "Put his brains in the street, and you can see what he was just thinking." Like, <laughs> like some of the lyrics that he says are just so—they're right there, yeah. but they're so much deeper than yeah. that. And that's what I really, really do like about Big L.
1: Yeah, and so I—so this is why this is why I sa- um, this is why I'm glad I saved this for last because it tied in with what I was making earlier with no ads, no skins. So as we just talked about the overall album and this will transition into our overall thoughts of the album and if this is a classic or not and so again again it's it's just this album is so is it has so many dark lines Mm -hmm. um again (laughs) even as this one humorous line that i forgot to mention uh, i just want to say this real quick before i get back on on point i know it's a little off point but this ain't Cali, it's Harlem. We do walk by.
0: Yeah, like, like not <laughs> only starting beef, but ending it at the same time. Yeah. like, come on, we don't care, like.
1: Yeah, and so, anyways, um, I just wanted to point that line out. Uh, it went a little, a little off topic. I digress. Um, anyways, so with this album being so dark and having all these lines about AIDS, which is so taboo at the time, and you know, talking about like killing corrupt cops and all these things that are like very controversial if you will um he he did it but then he he balanced it out with songs like like no ends no skins mm-hmm. which is just you know very surface level very fun very light heart and you again you need these in in terms of album like to pimp a butterfly one of our favorite albums ever mm-hmm. it wouldn't be the same without for free which is weird True. because that's probably one of the least that's probably one of the records you least listen to off the album
0: yeah, and like least talked about least yeah. favorite
1: but you need those like humorous fun moments because mm-hmm. like the rest of the album is very dark you yeah know? you need complexion to go with black or the berry mm-hmm. and then you need uh and then you need um uh the this you ain't gotta lie after the black or the berry like you you know like 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 there's emotion when it comes to listening to albums yeah. and everything and so you have to do a good job of controlling emotions, and that's one of the things I think he did. But overall, Mac, I'll let I'll let you start with with your um, I'll let you start with your thoughts, and we'll we'll spark this debate right now to to close the podcast. Is Big L's debut album "Lifestyles of the Poor and Dangerous" a classic hip hop album?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, you wouldn't really consider it can like. Seeing that it is one of the first horrorcore and yeah. the way that it's the way that he raps and the way like the things that he talks about, but structurally, it's beautifully put together. Yeah, for the like, even for the time being, like the lyrics match the beats. Yeah, the songs pr- they don't flow into the next one very well, but I mean, that wasn't really the style, but they do enough, yeah, to like keep you connected.
1: They don't sound out of place. No, yeah, Yeah.
0: exactly. Um, Two, it's, I mean, it's his debut album, and it's basically him saying, like, I don't care, I'm going to say what I want, you're going to listen to it, you're going to like it, I'm going to make more, and it's just going to be great. Uh, Another reason is it's Big L, his freestyles were impeccable. Like, it's a way for you to hear what he sounded like in the streets and, like, what people were thinking of him. I mean, you've got people, like, we were talking about Nas. Nas was terrified of this album coming out because he was like, this guy is going to take over.
1: And this was the dude that just dropped El Met.
0: Yeah, like, his greatest album. He just dropped and he's, like, worried that some other guy is going to come in with his debut album and ruin his career. Like, that's insane, man. Um, Another reason is he opened the window for artists yeah. like he showed people like you don't have to just talk about um like drugs or like fighting or like this like you yeah. can talk about whatever you want like, he calls himself the devil's son multiple times in this and people were like okay like yeah that's fine but even like lord finesse was saying dude are you sure you want this to be your image and he's like i just don't care yeah like this is this is what i want to do and i'm going to do it you know
1: and um one of his Phosphorus albums was actually called I believe The Devil's Child or was it The Devil's Son
0: I believe it's The Devil's Son yeah Yeah. and I mean a lot of times he mentions um The Devil's Son um Mommy Big L is coming to get me like those are some lyrics that he has and um just multiple people look back on him in the rap community and say like he was taken too soon he had like such good talent I mean Eminem brings him up in yeah. the same lyrics as Big L and Big... Or er, uh, Tupac and Biggie. Like, he says, yeah. sprinkle a little Big L on top and what yeah. you got. Yeah. Great song. Great, like, set of lyrics. Yeah. Mac Miller, like I said, brings him up. Uh Cameron praises him. Lord Finesse. Like, multiple people bring him up. Like, even Jay-Z said, like, I wanted him longer than I had him. Yeah. You know? You wanted to find him. Yeah. Which yeah. you alluded well, he, to earlier. Yeah. He, he like... He did sign him, but it wasn't, like, really official. That that whole thing was a big controversy as well, but I believe that it's a classic album because it's inspired so many people. It's still relevant today, Yeah, and he started Horrorcore.
1: Yeah, okay. See, now we have a lot of similar thoughts, so I won't go too far in depth with it, but, yeah, I believe this album was a pioneer in that hardcore rap. Then you combine that with I love the production on it. The production is flawless to me. Um, very like set. It it sets a time in place. Like mm-hmm. like you could tell listening to this, this is New York 90s hip hop. Yes, hip-hop. absolutely. Like you hear it and you know. You absolutely. Just, it's just it's just that it it's so great that 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 he did the production like that. And again, you could just you could just tell right from the bat. Track one to I believe it's 16, or. How many tracks is it again
0: uh, I'm not sure
1: yeah and so either way track the first track to the last track is New York hip-hop and I loved and I love that about the album um, I don't know why 16 sounds it doesn't sound right to me 12 um, 12 <laughs> okay Twelve, yeah, yeah there you go okay 12 and so um yeah and it's amazing because it you have this dope production then you have big L rapping this whole album, he's rapping his ass off and he's never offbeat. And he always has the best verses on every song, despite having features from Lord Finesse. The song with Jay Z that we didn't even talk about, which mm-hmm. was which is Dope the Graveyard. Yeah, and um,
0: and we were talking about that too, like Jay Z or Big L inspired Jay Z to kinda have a more horror side to him. Yeah. And that was one of Jay Z's bigger features because he had only been featured back then. He wasn't really like putting anything out himself. Right, right, yeah. And this so, was on the
1: come up of Jay Z. Exactly,
0: yeah. exactly, yeah.
1: Yeah, and so Big L was just like this, this crazy, um, this crazy artist that like kind of brought out like the darkness and a lot. And and again, you spoke on it. You spoke on it too. Like his, his impact in. The industry is amazing. I mean, he's inspired many artists like Mac Miller, who you said, Dave East, um, Kendrick Lamar has mentioned him in praise with the way he's with the way he just rap. Eminem, I think Eminem is a, pr- a huge product of Big L. Oh yeah, absolutely.
0: Like, I mean, if you hear most of Eminem's lyrics, they talk about
1: you know similar things. Yeah. 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 It kind of like paved the way. Like like Big L is kind of like I don't want to say like he opened the door for Eminem and that Eminem wouldn't be Eminem. I'm not saying no. that, but like, as far as, like, the inspiration, like, this was, like, the first kind of sneak peek into what M, M did, and then, mm-hmm. because then, 97, Slim Shady LP comes out, and that's just, that's, 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 that's pretty dark. much
0: a reincarnation yeah. of Big L, just not as, like, yeah. satanic.
1: Yeah, 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 and so, um, again, uh, uh, he, he definitely, like, you can definitely see his inspiration on Legends, and again, you talked about how all the praise he got from his peers, like Biggie, Hove, Nas, like all mm. these people, like praised Big L. Yeah,
0: like it's it's crazy to see an article where not just like Jay Z wanted to be featured or like these other, but like Biggie wanted, Nas yeah. wanted, Tupac is even on his second album, his, yeah, right? His second one that was released like right after he passed away. But I mean, like people were contacting him like he wasn't going out and be like hey can I feature like they were like dude we need you on this album because you're that good and like but even then people were afraid to have them have him on their album because he just steals the whole song yeah and it's it's incredible to see grown like popular rappers be afraid of a newcomer yeah because he was
1: only 20 at this time Mm -hmm. and you know he died at the age of 24 and so you know we don't really know what his career could have been but yeah he just had this presence on every record too and like the greats always have a presence on on their music like mm-hmm. like they can like tupac that's why like the case is you know a lot of people don't say he's the greatest but you know they, they acknowledge him as a great and to me he's he's definitely in that conversation because he had this aura he had this Mm -hmm. i talked about in the tupac classic album review if you missed that check it out because it's dope and he just has this aura where he makes you feel everything he's saying Mm -hmm. and i think big l had that to a similar extent to a lesser extent and so to me this is this is no doubt a classic album the only flaw you can argue is is the lack of sales but you know as we talked about in the podcast with kenneth inge uh, Ken, Ken and I talked about how sales don't really portray anything as far mm-hmm. as um, as far as industri- industry impact is way more valuable than sales let's put it to you that way and again the inspiration um, to artists like Mac Miller, Dave East, Kendrick Lamar Eminem, you know Biggie Hov, Nas, these guys are you know like some of these guys are middle tier rappers th- uh, and some of them are legends like like Eminem, like, like Biggie like Hov, Nas, these guys are you, you those four names are four of like the top like 10 greatest rappers yeah, easily and they are inspired by, by big him, L yeah. and, and so. like
0: even even like we're saying people came eight is enough eight yeah. different artists on one and he still stood out as yeah. the best I mean even with jay-z and Lord finesse Lord finesse is amazing yeah easily one of the greatest freestylers like lyricists of all time right and to have big L still show both of them up and be like, like, that's fine, whatever. Yeah. Like I'm gonna do my thing, you're gonna do your thing, we're gonna make a great song, but I'm still gonna be the top dog on this song, you know? Yeah. So and like you were saying with sales by two thousand he had two hundred thousand copies sold, but yeah. I mean, if you go to his area in Harlem, he's praised. He's yeah, if he's you go alleged. to certain areas, like even probably in Compton, he's praised. Yeah. Like he's just such a good personal artist yeah. that you can connect with him and you can say like all right, like I have those thoughts and he's just the one that says them, you know?
1: Right. And so I, I agree. And, you know, we'll end it with that. We both believe that this is a classic album. So hereby on the Strictly Hip Hop podcast, we have certified that Big L's debut Lifestyles of the Poor and Dangerous is a classic album. Mac, thanks. Mac, thanks for coming on again, because it's been a while since you've been on. Thanks for having me. It's, uh,
0: It's great to be back, you know?
1: Yeah, this was actually take two of the podcasts because we recorded one yeah, last summer, I'm, but this I'm glad we changed. did it over again, though. Yeah.
0: That one, we were kind of flustered and everything was happening yeah. pretty fast. And yeah, that I was... feel like we got a good amount of knowledge out on this one compared yeah, to that one. Yeah, I so. agree. I so agree. you're welcome, guys. <laughs> so,
1: so you're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, so, Mac, why don't you tell the people, as always, where they can find you?
0: Uh, you can find me on um, Twitter... Mac Attack 51 snapchat Big Daddy Mac 52 <laughs> uh, I'll probably be listening to Big L a lot lately now since I've talked about this album and I just want to binge listen to it <laughs> so I'm sure I'll put some stuff on my story feel free to contact me about you know doing more podcasts uh, oh yeah give, you're definitely yeah, going
1: to come back on soon
0: yeah give me once summer comes give me some ideas to talk to Chris about you know give us some more topics we need we need stuff to think about yeah But, um, yeah, check me out.
1: Check him out, check him out. Dope hip-hop dude. Good friend. Glad he's on the podcast. Now, you guys know where you guys can find me. I'm going to cut to the chase. You know, you can find me on Twitter at crispy 1132 same as Snapchat. But, you know, it's just simpler to Google Chris (laughs) Platty. Because now... I have, um, I've been telling people, I've been telling people that on the last few podcasts because it's the easiest way to find me. You Google search Chris Platy. Platte is spelled P-L-A-T-T-E. The first four things that come up are my Facebook profile, my Twitter, my iTunes podcast, as well as my Podbean podcast. So very easy. You Google search my name. Everything comes into place very easily. You can click and subscribe. Uh, Podbean's obviously for Android users. The Apple, the Apple um, iTunes is obviously for people with, with Apple phones and uh, Facebook and Twitter. Those are, those are the two social media sites that I, that I am most active on. Um, and again, the Twitter handle is also the handle for Snapchat, so you can check me out on there where I give uh, behind-the-scenes previews uh, both as I'm recording and bef- as I'm editing slash getting ready to upload, so the people will stay tuned for that and also i release podcasts every tuesday and thursdays tuesday is an nba nba podcast and uh thursday is a hip-hop podcast sprinkled in with these classic album reviews as well as whatever those are surprise podcasts that are launched um at surprise times on the anniversary of the album so once again this is the anniversary of big l's album i believe it's the uh yeah it's the 22nd it's the 22nd year wow the twenty, uh, yeah, the twenty-second anniversary yeah. of Big L's album. So, thank you guys for listening. This is strictly hip hop, as always. Uh, whatever platform you choose to follow follow me on, please uh, share, subscribe, contact me on Twitter, Facebook, anything. Um, I'm always like like Max said, I'm always looking for new content, new ideas, and your thoughts and comments could air. I'm gonna be doing a podcast soon where I, uh, where I read off all the reviews because i've been getting a lot of good reviews lately and i want to and i want to put those out there and acknowledge the people that did it so so hurry up and get a review in for me and uh, i'll read it i'll read it on one of the next podcasts one of the upcoming podcasts so thank you guys for tuning in this is strictly hip-hop chris platty here with mac wilson
0: see you guys